Welcome to Not Uncut, the podcast about growing up and all the things in between. I am Harley Yanoff. I'm Alex Salzberg. And I'm your boyfriend. Goy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I wish there was like a good movie to watch. Goy, there's yeah. always a good movie to watch. What would you suggest? Um, well, do you want something from like the nine, like the matrix is on Hulu right now? Oh, I would <laughs> love that. Yeah. So Goy, when you watch movies, how do you typically watch them? So it's funny you ask this because on my block for the longest time was a video store here in the people's Republic of Cambridge. And it just closed two years ago. Um, like you could still rent movies. You could still rent movies up to two years ago. I don't know if that exists anywhere else. So yeah, Goy, it's funny you mentioned that because, um, well, you know, Harley and I have done, and, and we'll get to it, but Goy, we're like kind of excited to surprise you with Talk this. Talk to me. We, we've we done some real journalism. It was real. It was like Chronicle. <laughs> it was, no, we've, uh, you know, we've we've done interviews on this show. We've interviewed um, people as famous as Rockapella and people as um, famous as Chewy. But uh, we- You, you interviewed, you know, what was her name? Ugh, Gloria? Claudia. Claudia, Sorry, you interviewed Claudia, of yeah, yeah. I mean, truly, we're we are not true interviewers until we've interviewed Chance. That's right. So. That's right. Oh my God, are you still he's, on the case of Chance? He's the white Don't whale. Find Chance. I, Don't give. I've it. tried. I've sent him messages on LinkedIn. And what did he say? Nothing. Oh, no, he just blocked you. Harley and I did real journalism, and Goy. I, I don't know if you know anything about journalism, Never heard but of I think it. either way, I, I, you know. You'd, you'd be quite proud of us. I'm yeah. excited to hear this. So, what kind of journalism did you do? Well. I think we I, we should like figure talk about how we got yeah, into yeah, yeah. this. So tell them the story about how like, you came. Was it like a, a Hunter S. Thompson? You know, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Do a lot of um, drugs. Drink a lot. That was precisely. That was two weeks oh, ago, okay. and we didn't mention the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, so I was I was at the gym, humble brag, um, and working out, y'all. Yeah, I was really pumping elliptical. <laughs> I was at the gym, and uh, you know there are TVs on at the gym, and and I saw this. End of an era for one of the state's last video stores. After 25 years, this once popular spot in Marblehead is calling it quits. Chet's video and candy shop. I thought, wait a minute, I have a podcast where where we talk about yeah. this kind of stuff, and in, and in fact, we did a whole episode about uh, in season one about video stores. Do you guys remember? That, that was one? a great episode. The curtain, I mean, video the video stores were one of my favorite. Things like in the world when I was a kid. And well, I think you texted me from the gym, actually. Um, well, and then what we found out from the website of this video store, yes, Chet's Video and Candy Shop in Marblehead, Mass., which was uh, established in 1992, so over 25 years ago, that they were closing their doors uh, that very Saturday. And were they having like a big having, party or something? Yeah. Yeah, they were having a farewell party oh, as well cool. as a DVD so, sale. Yeah, so, so I said, Harley, there's a DVD sale. Yeah, he yeah. was like, I'm in. And so we were going to go there as as reporters, which we had never really done before. And, no, um, and yeah. It's harder than it looks. You know, uh, my dad is a reporter and, and many of my friends are reporters. Goy, I don't know if you know any reporters. I don't, but yeah. I, I do I do like hearing it's harder than it looks. Yeah, well, I, I would describe Harley. Tell me if you'd second this. So we we got there. We, and we were, were all and, we but we our, were scared. We were we had our microphone yeah. and we had like our notebook. Um, I had a notebook and notebook. I would say it was akin to like going to like a yeah like a, like a, like a bar and being afraid to like yes, talk to yes. any well any, because uh, well no but another reason girls. why is because we were like these outsiders and this was clearly a very, like. 
there was no random people in this place. Everybody knew each other. Yeah. This was a small town. Like they were there to right. celebrate the memories from this place. And so I was, uh, it was the equivalent of, of us going into like somebody else's middle school dance when we were in middle school. Like, like we didn't know anybody and, and we, and I just sort of have this, like, it felt like being a wallflower hmm. at the dance. It felt like, you know, and I think some of it was that we were expecting to go and our sort of plan was like, oh, let's just talk to people about video yeah. stores, yeah. you know. It'll just, it's a local video store. We'll talk to some townspeople yeah. and they'll be like, videos were exactly. fun. And then we'll have a nice little clip. And like, what we realized was that this place, Chet's Video and Candy Shop, was such like an installation in this community of Marblehead that like, we were at like a family party. It really was. It felt um, like you walked into somebody's Thanksgiving dinner and it was a celebration of like movies and stuff. But as Alex just said, it was more about a celebration of this establishment and this guy and his wife and and the the people he, you know, influenced over the years. So, you know, then while we're all nervous and being wusses about being real reporters, um, we get welcomed by the man himself. Um, my name is Chet, uh, owner of uh, Chet's Video and Candy Shop now. It's been a great run. Um, we've loved serving the community. Uh, one fateful day in the fall of 92, I was driving through this intersection, and I looked to my left, and there was a for rent sign in this window, and I just knew right then and there that this was the place. Just, just a really, like, just like a fun-loving, but, like, stoic... Friendly guy. I, I would say st not stoic. Stoic so much as gruff. He had that. Yeah. Um, those of you who are not from the Boston area, there's kind of this this gruff Boston charm that people have. Actually, Harley, he kind of reminded me of your mm. dad. Um, <laughs> in that he he's like the, just like a big hearted man, right. but will kind of bust your balls a little. Right, bit. right, right. Like um, and and he um, you know, he was really a celebrity that day. It, you could rent a movie anywhere, basically, and it be it was we made it more than that. Um, I always had a knack for names, and it was a place where you could walk in and we you were identified by your name. Everybody had an account number. I couldn't tell you more than maybe five people's account numbers over the years, and uh, so it was more. It, it was in our experience, it was more of a mom and pop. Uh, mom and pop uh, shop type of feel, and uh, and we also geared it around children. You know, there was um, years ago I read a magazine that said um, the, their theory in this mag article in the magazine was that if you treat children well, their parents will follow. And there's a lot of truth in that, as far as I'm concerned. What's like one of the weirdest memories you have? Of, uh, Weird, aside from the aside from the break-in in the the morning of 9/11. Oh, you can tell him. You want to talk about that? Hey, uh, we actually need to borrow him for a oh. second. Oh, yeah, no worries. So, wait, wait, guys, what, whatever happened? Uh, Goy, we, unfortunately, we don't know. <laughs> we no. don't know. And, and I think, I think we should wait, let's wait until the end and tell you why we yeah, don't know. Exactly, yeah, exactly, because we, we, we could we not, never... we could not continue the interview. Oh, no. <laughs> we could not, and we'll, we'll get to that, Such but first, um, but you know what? We didn't get a lot of time with Chet, but there's actually like another person uh, that I think is really important here. Um, Carrie, who I kept referring to as Candy because the store is yep. called and then Chet's I, And then I tried and to confuse him many times. 
it was really upsetting. But, I said, um, I said, oh, you got to go talk to his wife, Candy. Yeah. And you were like, wait, Candy? Carrie? Yeah, Candy? So Carrie, Harley, even in our new reporter ways, wants to embarrass <laughs> me in public. But um, Carrie is uh, Chet's wife. Yeah. And she Candy. Um, actually is... Stop it. You stop it. She co-founded Chet's video and, and can't... You tripped me up. Um, my husband was, we were dating at the time, and we we basically, he, he was a movie buff and really wanted to um, do something that would be community-oriented. We could do it in Marblehead. So we kind of came up with the idea, and we figured out what it was, and then we came up with like plans to open and uh, went to banks to see if they would give us funding and no they wouldn't so they said go don't you have a rich aunt or don't you have go save for a year and so this um, report came out on a show uh, it was like a primetime live kind of show on t on TV and sent away for the list of low interest credit cards so I sent away I applied I got nine credit cards and I charged the whole thing oh wow before I married him God, what's the interest? What's the interest payment on nine credit cards? Jesus, I have. I don't know. I mean, apparently it worked. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you had said like, and she was saying that was risky back then. I mean, can you no, imagine now no, like, oh trying to get a loan for a video store? I don't know. This is this is kind of an interesting question because it's like, you know, they chose even then to not franchise as a blockbuster. So like yeah, where do you get the movies? Ah, you know, so we basically ran it lean and mean at the beginning, and uh, started with a thousand movies on VHS, and then just built all the money that came in. We just poured it back into the store. So then when we finally, it was really hot then 90, 93, 94, videos were really hot. It was all VHS. Cost a fortune to buy a VHS back then. If it wasn't sell through, it was like sixty-eight to seventy-two dollars a copy. Seriously. So we would spend five, six thousand dollars a month, a uh, week on movies, not five. Um, and so it, it wasn't like now because you can go into a Best Buy and buy anything. Back yeah. in the day, right? Um, yeah. That then it was sell through or distributor. So you had to so go through you, a distributor. So, so that's what we did, and we ended up. Um, he's just blossom that everyone loved chats so it's kind of like that kind of um evolution of the store but it's been hard lately you know the past couple years people streaming and not making that conscious decision to come here enough basically we had people that would come into the video store and say you know what chat we're making this conscious decision to come to your store and not do netflix we're doing chatflix i mean a lot of people still came in the store but it wasn't enough So you walking downtown to the video a place where people go who love movies and you talk to the, the yeah. people in the store who work there who you know also love movies who can give their recommendations and it's it's just a, yeah. a so well, much more um personal you know um intimate environment where yeah. you know we got a chance to talk to both a bunch of the people who work there and a bunch of the patrons. And I, I think they both had kind of a similar thing to say, which was that this was a place that they went, you know, they would talk about movies. They would uh, be recommended movies. They'd feel at home. And the people who worked there felt like they got so much out of it. I worked here all through high school and then summers during college, too. But I always come back and visit Chet whenever I'm in town. So I started working here 20 years ago and I needed a job and I just begged Chet because I figured like 
it'd be fun to work here. And then he finally like took a chance, and uh, you know it was great. You know, I uh, I have kids now, so I can't watch as many movies. So I kind of miss that. Yeah, I miss the I miss the customers. I miss the employees. Just talking to people and um, talking movies with people. Like I had a lot of people when we first when I first started working here, they'd ask like if we had an adult section. Which was awkward because I was like 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, so I was like a teenager working here, and a lot of times, like weeknights, I would work alone. And it was not very often, but very occasionally, people like you would see some guys come in and head straight for the back of the the place, uh, definitely looking for like the curtained room, which is really funny because the back of the store is the kids section, <laughs> so they're just like immediately in all the Disney movies. This kid, I forget the kid's name. I probably shouldn't say it anyway. He he stole. He like stole some a movie or something, and so he left. And I said to Chet like, "Hey, this kid just stole from us." And Chet goes like, "All right, we're going." And we like run and jump in Chet's car and like go like tearing down the street after the kid. And uh, Chet jumps out of the car and he's yelling at the kid. And the kid's like all freaked out by it and stuff. I'm like sitting in the car. I'm like. Wow, this is really uncomfortable. This is really weird. <laughs> or did he ever come back? No, nah, yeah. That's the one thing about Chet. Like, he always gave kids a second chance. Always. You know, even if a kid stole or whatever, and even if he caught him in the act, he would always let them come back, apologize, make amends, because, like, this is a family store. Like, this was always built from the kids up to the parents. And so... He would always try to make sure that he, he, he cultivated those really strong relationships with kids. It's always been that way. Um, and that's the biggest thing. That's, that's the biggest reason that he's been so successful. If I didn't work here, I would be a totally different person today than I am. It's, it's like their cheers. It's their cheers. Pretty um, much. My name's Steve. Some people call me Stebs. I started working here when I was 14, 32 now. Uh, worked here from the summer of my eighth grade through the summer of my senior year. But I, I've always come back. Like this is like a second home to me. Like any time that I would come home from wherever I moved to, like I would visit my parents at their house up the street, and I would come to Chet's to come to a movie shop and be able to actually talk to people about it. Like sure, you can go online, you can like read forums, you can do all that kind of stuff, but. I don't, there, there really isn't much that beats like being in person with somebody and talking to them and, and to, I don't think there's any other place that you can do that, right, anymore? I, I, don't, I mean, are there? And uh, I mean, this place like cultivated a love for movies for, for everybody. Uh, but especially me, like I became a filmmaker for a living. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I've been a freelance filmmaker for the past eight and a half years. That's awesome. uh, and that definitely being here like cultivated that love for me. This place just inspired me as a kid and uh, has always inspired me. Same with Chet. He is now a filmmaker, um, and he credits that to working at Chet's Wait, video directly wow. to inspire him in that career. And you know that spoke to me as I'm myself i'm a filmmaker i'm an animator and, and harley has been involved in film like i don't know it's so cool that that, that got him down that well path. yeah i mean that's the you know when you're a kid you know you're very impressionable and i think that you know he he just it shaped a lot of people i mean obviously stab who became a filmmaker but you know yeah. also a lot of other people in the store who um you know i mean it's a testament to him that all these people 
you know, who worked there 20 years ago, who now have families and and, yeah, they live in other parts of the country. They came back for this day because of what that time in their life meant because of the store. Yeah. And we also, we also talked to some patrons of varying ages, you know, some older patrons and also some uh, younger uh, patrons. Katie, how long have you been coming to the chats? Since my children were little, my son's 27. Um, when they were little, every week or every other week, it's just a place where you could come in and there was always someone to talk to you about movies. They had their list of movies they'd enjoy. They would talk about the movies. But even the other customers, you would just, you wouldn't have to know them and they could recommend a movie and not recommend a movie and say, we love this one. Oh, I want that one. So it was just like a family store. Yeah. It was beautiful. Fantastic store that's been around for forever. Did you rightfully ask how old are you? Uh, 17. It's nice to come here, get some candy, get some popcorn, have a good time. When did you start renting movies? Were you renting movies when you were growing up? There, no, you couldn't rent movies when I was growing up. We didn't even have a color TV when we were growing up. So. We even talked to a guy who does not like videos. I have never rented anything from Chet. I've come in socially to see Chet and Carrie and talk about animals and other stuff. And I always come in with friends. So it's just a wonderful environment. I have never rented anything from Chet. And that guy told us a really long story about some sort of boat race in Marblehead. Many, many years ago, two guys from Marblehead, they're at last call. And one guy said, yeah. So wait, wait, it does sound like a great place that like built a real community. But but Alex, I do. I'm not going to let this go. I want to know what happened with the 9-11 attempted burglary. I mean, we did not. We we were hoping that we could go back to it. But (sighs) yeah, (laughs) well, so the the reason we couldn't actually has something to do with our old friend Stebs. Yeah. Um, so we were interviewing Chet in the back room. Aside from the break-in in the, the morning of 9-11. Steb comes and he's like, Hey, uh, we actually need to borrow him for a oh, second. Oh, yeah, no worries. And then we assume that, like, okay, it'll be, like, he'll be coming right back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Steb's, you know, filmmaker. So I've been working on a film for Chet for this event. That's basically, we interviewed, like, 30 or 40 people. And from, you know, from little kids, old folks, to customers, to employees, to everybody. Professional filmmaker taking time out of his schedule to do this for his old boss. You know, I don't, I don't do that for the old camp directors at summer camps yeah. I worked at. Like, <laughs> yeah, you do. You give them a little you know, animation under the table. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit under the table. Just a little flip book. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Stebbs had um, put together this video of all these former employees and people. Like a, like a montage? Yeah, like a montage of people talking about Chet and working with Chet. Oh, that's sweet. He has totally changed his community and has inspired everybody, has given people a safe place to come and watch films, to, you know, talk, to be friendly, to be a family. And, you know, it's a, it's a bummer to see it go, but like the effect that he had is going to last forever. So. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Yeah, it was like super touching and like. It got yeah. like really just like right. It would have everyone yeah. was in tears, and yeah. I, I'm going to be honest, Harley. I don't know about you. I was oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Know these 100%. people, and um, you know, at that point, we were like, yeah, it would be kind of inappropriate to be like, so anyway, nine yeah. <laughs> eleven, like, you know, 
I mean, that's actually inappropriate in most cases. I mean, what? You know, not uncut listeners. That is a, a goal for upcoming episodes. We will try and get a hold of hey, Chet. And, here's the uh, thing: if twenty people call in asking for that, we will do it. <laughs> if uh, twenty people send uh, their box tops to PO Box, <laughs> not uncut. <laughs> now we'll we'll do it for free. Uh, what we've learned? What have we learned tonight? Um, Chet's did not have a curtain. No, it was just out. Right in the open. <laughs> it was actually a porn store. Wait, <laughs> we forgot to mention that. That's why all yeah, these young boys wanted to work there. It's an adult video store. Stebs is an adult film producer now. Stebs. Stebs is his porn yeah, name. Yeah, that's his porn name. What are you guys going to miss most about video stores? I mean, everything. Uh, just really the sense of like, you're going there because you're going to be picking something yeah. out the ritual, yeah. I think, is what I'm going to miss. I, I miss, yeah. you know, I remember a, a date night in my early 20s would be you'd you'd first you'd go and you'd pick out a video and it'd be a whole thing and you'd maybe get some candy or as I call it, carry. Yep. And <laughs> then you'd, you know, also on your way back from the video store, you'd actually. No, you get pizza. You'd pick it up and you'd you know, oh, it'd be like best. a ritual. And as like the sun was setting, you'd be like collecting all your sort of items for yep. a perfect evening. And now it's just like. Uh, all right, while we wait for, you know, uh, Grubhub to deliver this Thai food, I guess let's scroll endlessly through Netflix and try to agree on something. Endless scroll, I know. The act of like, hey, like, let's meet and then we'll go to, you know, we'll go to the video store and we'll like, you know, we'll pick out a movie together. And, you know, like, there's just more, like, yeah. that can be classified as a date. Whereas now it's like, come sit on my couch and read some things. You know, it's just. Yeah. See, I'm, I don't even, I'm not even going to miss it for the dating thing. I went as a kid. Honestly, the thing that I kind of miss the most is that, that sort of family argument. Like we'd all, and I know that sounds negative, but it's like a positive thing. We'd go in there as a family. We each had our own agenda. And I'd stand there <laughs> with my sister arguing over what movie we wanted to get. Cause we could only get one, you know? And like, I kind of like that. I think these these things where you actually go to a physical location can be such an important part of your life, and clearly is the case for people who work. Yeah, there and as now well. the now the goal now the goal of the goal of every new business is to <laughs> basically make it so you don't go anywhere. <laughs> How do you guys? I, I am. Good job. I mean, this is, I'm glad that you uh, admitted up front. This is a lot harder than you think. Yeah. Uh, going up there, introducing yourself, putting yourself out there and getting the quote. That's tough. Good job. Yeah, guys. I mean, in, the, in this age of, as we've perhaps said in previous episodes that, you know, any, any three idiots can start a podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah. Doing actual reporting and, and doing that yeah, actual yeah. stuff. Uh, power to my friends and family who, who do that every day. Cause that is uh it's tough. Um, there you go. Bob's getting his props. Yeah. I mean, now that we've turned this episode into something congratulating for us, though, I do want to, first of all, thank everyone at Chet's Video and Candy, yes. including Carrie. Oh, wow. I thought you messed that up. And Congrats. I was, uh, yeah. Chet and Carrie, you're amazing. Thank you to Katie, Ben, Alex, Dina, Tyler, Stebs. Yeah, uh, Melissa, of course. And uh, everyone else we talked to. Um and uh, Richard, uh, who 
you know, told us all about the history of Marblehead and how he does not like videos. Yeah, he doesn't like movies. <laughs> but he still went to the thing. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this very, very sweet, sweet episode of Not Uncut. Um, you know, since you have some extra uh, time, since you don't have to go to the video store anymore, take some time to rate and review our podcast and check out our back episodes. We recently interviewed Rockapella. If for some reason you are listening to this and don't know that, that's right and, uh, and you can also follow us at not uncut pod you can email us at not uncut pod at gmail.com and uh you can uh i don't know you can google us we're around oh and thank you to my brother adam salzberg for our theme which is back to normal with instruments that's right <laughs> <laughs> as it should be <laughs> as it rightfully should be yeah, thanks again to uh, the Chet's video staff and family and all those people there that we talked to for making our foray into real journalism as comfortable as possible. We really felt so welcome and had so much fun. I'm Harley Anoff. I'm Alex Salzberg. And I'm your goy boy. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Bye. started in a bar in Watertown many, many years ago. Two guys from Marblehead, they're at last call. And one guy said, yeah, I'll bet I can get home to Marblehead faster by water than you can by land. So they agreed, it's like some months hence, to do it, to close that bar. And one of the, but the, the rule was no motors. You have to either sail or paddle or pedal or skate, yeah. but you've no more, no mechanization. So by the time the day arrived, there were over 100 people who wanted to do this. And by the time it ended, there were close to 10,000. And it was a feature in Sports Illustrated every year. It finished the first at the beginning at the bar at Maddie's. So who won, water or land? Uh, he who finished first was automatically disqualified on the grounds that he must have cheated. <laughs>